Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. College football might change the way that we time the game. They are discussing it. And some of the stuff makes a lot of sense. Not stopping the clock after a first down. Just letting the clock roll. Right? That, that to me, makes a lot of sense. I don't really like the idea that we would let the clock run after spotting the ball after an incomplete pass, but because it does change strategy. For instance, I'll point this out. And actually, is, is Chip's ready, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it with Chip then. Chip oh, Patterson, Cover 3 Podcast. How are you, sir? I <clears throat> Listen, I had my ears burning, not because somebody was talking about me and I wasn't listening, but because... You flipped your chips. Kane's Corner Podcast, right off the jump. We, you, I get a Chip Patterson. I hear Chip Patterson's name on the Kane's Corner Podcast. You said, oh, no, Chip Alexander. I thought that one of my <laughs> hottest takes from the Carolina Hurricanes was about to make an appearance on a Kane's Corner Podcast. So perhaps a Freudian slip or a Freudian chip is going to be the closest I'm going to get to a Kane's Corner Podcast. You are but, always on my mind. That's the problem. That is the problem. I, if I talk to anybody else named Chip, and I know three other chips, I... Patterson always comes out, so I have to I have to force myself. I write it down. It's Chip Alexander. Don't call him Chip Patterson. So. Well, I agree with Chip Alexander that he gets paid to score goals. So it was nice <laughs> no, to see him score. No goals. question, it, it is nice to see Andrei Svechnikov score some goals. We're almost entering the time where you become. Uh, we, then, you, like in this segment, we'll just talk hockey. Uh, so let me ask you about the way they're they're discussing changing the timing of games. Mm-hmm. And like the first two parts of this story, and I'm I was just picked it out from uh, some online stuff I read. The first two parts of the story, uh, where we get rid of the untimed down for a defensive penalty end of the first uh, uh, first quarter or third quarter, get rid of it. Who cares? I mean, I, I haven't, I don't recall ever seeing that. Uh, or getting rid of the back to back timeouts to ice the kicker, which to me. Uh, is childish and ineffective anyway, so we don't need those things. But letting the clock roll after first downs, that just makes sense. We have too many plays in college football games. The word that college football's power brokers are using is exposures because they are trying to defend themselves against lawsuits right. and they're trying to defend themselves against the <clears throat> very logical argument of if you care so much about player safety – why are you adding these games onto the schedule right. with an expanded college football playoff? And so what you know, Greg Sankey and others are really starting to get into is, all right, well, what are ways that we can shave the number of exposures per game? And some of that is the number of plays per game because as one might logically deduce, if the clock is running – Uh, after a first down, and also this is a very important asterisk to put when we're describing it to fans, this is not going to be the case in the final two minutes of the half. Right. So when you're thinking about the the furious comeback, when you're thinking about trying to be able to march down the field and score quickly, if it is in the final two minutes, 
you are still going to get that clock stops after the first down. But we're not going to have it during all the other time of the game, which will lead to less plays per game, less exposures per game. And so that's really what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to find ways that if we're adding two, three, or more games onto the college football schedule, well, they need to shave the amount of plays or exposures that are currently in the game to make up for that. That's... It is them defending themselves against lawsuits. It's them defending themselves against criticism. But also, to me, I kind of like lining it up with the NFL. I kind of like being able to maybe shorten some of these windows, which, of course, is going to be of interest to the TV broadcast part. You know, what's interesting is that we have professional football games that start at 1 o'clock on the button, and they're over by, you know, 3.15 or four, yeah. we have four fifteen. I mean, some are over in less than three hours. I've seen games like, wait a sec, it's two forty. How is this game over already? Uh, and it's because the clock is just, it's a, it it moves better than the than the college game. The other thing they want to do, and then there's a bigger picture question I want to ask you about. The other thing they're thinking about doing is letting like treating an incomplete pass as though it was a first down. We as soon as we spot the ball. We run the clock. Where do you stand on that? I don't like that part. And I almost wonder if that is... I'm such a nerd. If you ever discussed the Overton window, the idea that you you throw out the extreme examples and if you move the... The Overton window is described, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. Okay. Uh, shout out to my fake classes. Look, um, I, I didn't know that you had me at hello was from... Um, what was it? Uh, Harry Maguire. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Harry, Jerry Maguire, Harry Maguire, <laughs> Harry Maguire, Harry, center back, center back. It doesn't even play for Man U anymore. My right. fault. Um, <laughs> the Overton window is the, the range of possibilities that can be like publicly accepted. You know, like right, this okay. is the, the area that you would say, uh, they talk about it with policy. They talk about it with laws. Like this window is what the public will accept. And there's a phrase called moving the Overton window. And so you throw out an extreme, extreme uh, example. Yes. And everybody to shift a little bit closer to where you want to be. Of course. This is a situation where I think the clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted. Feels like you're throwing out something that you know people aren't going to like just to make them be more accepting of some of these other measures like having it run after a first down. Well, I like that one. Here's the, here's the reason I don't like the using first uh, using incomplete passes uh, and having the clock continue to run after spotting the ball is because there is legitimate strategy, uh, and you force a team to make a decision. Uh, if like when you get the ball back and you've got a four point lead with you know uh, a two oh five left in the game, and you have to decide: Am I going to run the ball? and force this team to, t- to take timeouts, or am I willing to throw the ball and try to be more aggressive and pick up a first down? And if 
There's no penalty, really, other than an additional five or six seconds remaining in the game so they can spot the ball. If there's no penalty for throwing the incomplete pass, then there's no risk. And there should be some sort of a risk. You have to make a decision. And I hate the fact that they would be removing that part of the game. That is legitimate strategy in a game that they would be taking out if they did that. Um, And I actually don't think there's a lot. I think there's a lot more support for this probably than people think, but I don't think there's enough to get it passed. Yeah, um, Ross Dellinger, who's been all over this since the beginning of the week, he called in his write-up that this was the a more controversial proposal. Mm-hmm. And these are still just proposals. They've got to be approved to be able to push through. My, I would guess that the clock running after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for a number of reasons, strategy, sure, including how about the pressure that's going to put on the officials, you know, and the substitution process. It just, it seems a little shape. It seems a little bit like a mess to me. And it sounds like bad news for Iowa offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz, who has in his contract that he has to score 25 points per game. Because how in the world is Iowa going to score 25 points per game if the clock is always running? Wait, wait, wait. 25? That's, that's the baseline? And it's not even that the offense has to score that. The team, and this is an Iowa team that had six defensive touchdowns last year. His contract requires Iowa football to score 25 points per game for him to be able to be back for the 2024 season. This is the son of the head coach, Kirk Ferentz. All the Iowa fans wanted him out, and it's the most hilarious contract uh, I've seen in quite some time. That is uh, that is incredible. Didn't, didn't we do something like this, I don't know how many years ago, 10 years ago, 8 years ago, and coaches pushed back on their, well, they're taking all these plays out of the game. Yeah, that was the point. Their argument at the time was that you need all of these plays, and they've lost control of that as the television revenue has continued to increase and as expanding the playoff is adding games onto the schedule. What the coaches are saying is not going to matter as much because the decisions that are being made are trying to protect themselves against lawsuit and against the public criticism that you are making these players still, at the moment, unpaid labor to continue to put their bodies on the line and go through that physical risk uh, and adding more and more on top of it. So it's a uh, it's it, do you know what this is? This is funny accounting, right? Oh yeah. I mean, this is taking a little bit from this column and putting it in this column. This is uh, trying to do whatever you can to to hide what is an immense amount of risk that mm-hmm. every college football player undergoes, also that you can create an expanded playoff. How about taking some of the physicality out of practices? Has that, I mean, some I mean, if we're trying to limit exposures, right. the, the NFL has hitting once a week. The uh, There are other places, you know, when we talk about kickoffs, like as, did you watch any XFL over the weekend? Excuse you? I like the kickoff. The kickoff that what do, do they do? Um, the Both teams line up uh, basically in the territory of the receiving team they line up five yards apart from each other, mm-hmm. and the play does not begin until the kick returner has received the ball, at which point you're not running 40 yards down the field to collide. You're running five yards, and they had almost every kick was returned with this 10 on 10. You know, kicker at one end, kick returner at the other end. You get five yards to try to get out there, block, and then get out there and try to make a run. I 
I think that that's a safer way to do kickoffs. So I do, think do you have to can, – can the teams, like, be, like, mingling like it's a free kick in soccer? Oh, gremlin. We lost Chip. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's upsetting. Gotta get you back. I need to I need I need to get to the end of that story. I know. I, seriously, I need to get to the end of it. That does sound intriguing to me. Like I I don't watch the XFL, I don't watch the USFL, I won't. But unless like I had a friend in it. But I am I think the things to take away from these leagues are some of the little innovations and rules changes, rules adjustments that may speak to, hey, can the NFL or even college at some point uh, incorporate this into the game? And that would be that would be tremendous. That would be absolutely tremendous. I do want to ask him, uh, Chip, about this uh, as well as one other thing. We only have a few more minutes left with Chip Patterson. Because uh, I think that the the potential for a Pac-12 really struggling to get a TV deal that gets them any money creates a major an opportunity and maybe even a vacuum that the Atlantic Coast Conference can kind of step into. All right, Chip Patterson is back. Uh, so is it sort of like a uh, is it like a free kick in soccer? Well, they can't mingle. They've got the five yards of separation. Okay, so lines of scrimmage that are established, one for the kickoff team, one for the return team. And then once the kickoff returner has received it, that is essentially your hut-hut hike, and then they go and have the I kind of like that. I, I, I kind of dig that. I'm, I might actually watch just to see different uh, different nuanced rules. I totally didn't even realize that they were starting, and now I'm, I'm seeing highlights. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, but I'm seeing highlights. All right, real let me because you mentioned this has a lot to do with TV. So let me ask you about Pac-12 television. I know George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, is really struggling. They put out a, a what amounted to a a vote of confidence that we're all sticking together uh, and we're going to get this great Pac-12 deal. Which I don't know. Nobody seems all that interested in it. Um, where are they going? And is there something that the ACC might be able to do with the Pac-12 that would help all parties? They are going to Dallas, and they are going to San Diego County. I believe that the Pac-12, unless you know the winds change, the Pac-12 will be expanding to add SMU and San Diego State, which does nothing. Does not, yeah, <laughs> does not at all replace USC and UCLA. Why and, would they do this? 
on like a strength per school basis, that to me doesn't even make the Pac-12 look all that great. No. And to your second part of your question, what can the ACC do? A long time ago, and, you know, 12 software updates ago in this conference realignment madness, you and I actually discussed the idea that ESPN would be uniquely motivated to for an ACC Pac-12 merger where the fledgling Pac-12 network, which was not well thought out when it started and poorly distributed from the jump, would be obtained and powered by some of the same infrastructure that, uh, that runs the ACC network. Maybe it's a merger, and in, sen- in a sense, the ACC and the Pac-12 would then share a network where the ACC network gets a ton more programming, gets a West Coast distribution, and the question would be, is it a merger in television rules only? Or is it an actual conference merger where the two leagues join together? I have always been a proponent that they should not create this Frankenstein bi-coastal mm. conference. If they want to create a television network or a partnership through that, I think that there could be some financial advantages, which mean that you create new revenue streams. Now, what do you do with that new revenue streams? The next part of my advice would be you do not divide it equally. Sure. You divide your existing revenue streams equally the way it it is split up. But if you create additional revenue on top of what is already coming in based on the deal that you signed 500 years ago that will be up (laughs) in 29 more years, that these additional revenue streams do get divvied up by who brings the money in. So that your Clemson, your Florida State, your North Carolina, your Virginia, uh, those programs, those schools – end up getting more because they are worth more to the bottom line. So I think it is a creative way for the ACC to be able to find new revenue to strengthen um, the resolve of those schools that are worth the most, not just to the ACC, but potentially to the SEC or the Big Ten. And I think that I would not do a Frankenstein hybrid actual conference where all of the Pac-12 schools and all of the ACC schools are competing for the same championships. Well, you'd have to. There would have to be some sort of a grant of rights because all of those schools are still very, very vulnerable uh, to Big Twelve expansion. Although the Big Twelve ain't that much money. I mean, if you're just guaranteeing thirty-one or thirty-two million dollars per school, it ain't that. Uh, it ain't all that. But what about the possibility of, especially with RSNs going away? Uh, at some point, the RSNs are going to die. Um, what about the possibility of a of like an, another third tier? I don't even know if it's, it might be a fourth tier at this point. Uh, media rights, where let's just use Amazon since they're involved now in the NFL and some other things. Uh, let's just say Amazon decides to buy uh, like the balance of the package, and maybe ESPN produces the game and sells them. Who, who knows? But maybe there's just more revenue that way because with all of these other teams involved and have a scheduling alliance between the two leagues, uh, that there would be a lot more inventory. And that maybe a, and I used this example before, a Georgia Tech-Stanford football game or a, uh, I don't know, a Miami-Oregon football game. That would be too too attractive. Uh, But an NC State-Oregon football game might suddenly be really attractive to... Amazon Prime or Paramount Plus or something like that. Paramount Plus, by the way, is where you can find the Big Ten as uh, the Big Ten now. And the Champions League. My uh, it, my it, guys it, only gave up a 2-0 lead yesterday and lost 5-2. 5-2 is a tough aggregate to come back from, especially when you're playing away on the second leg. I think that the ESPN family of networks is going to want to keep all of the ACC content 
within its, you know, Disney world. Right. Um, it would, there is probably an opportunity for the ACC to go and try and find a second partner. It's how the big 10 got such a big contract. Right. I mean, the big 10 has a contract with Fox, NBC, and CBS. Yep. They are owning the basic I told you. channels that reaches all of America. I told you and the the Big Ten was the was the conference to be with. Fox at noon, CBS at three thirty, and NBC in primetime. And look, you we, we did today on the Cover Three podcast. We drafted the uh, the not drafted, but we paired the Big Ten schedule. We used that same three six model, three permanent rivals with right. six rotating, six rotating, and we couldn't help ourselves but just put some pairs together and we called them the 11 a.m. Central Time Big Ten Network. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, we want to put together um, UCLA against Michigan State. You know, we want to put these games together. So I'm sorry, Rutgers Northwestern, your permanent partners, and you're permanently placed at 11 a.m. Yeah. Central Time on the Big Ten Network. <laughs> hey, look, not everybody can be the star of the show. Well, that's how you get wins, too. Right. That was another part of our discussion is, look, we want to be able to have the strength of the conference such that these teams that are even considered bottom feeders have the opportunity to go out there and get some wins. So I think we saw Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, Illinois did end up getting favorable draws compared to even an Ohio State or a Michigan, these teams that have very competitive built-in partners, but it at the same time, you might as well go ahead and pair these teams together because the, the stars are going to be on Fox, CBS, and NBC every single Saturday. How about a Friday night doubleheader on Amazon, uh, ACC and Pac-12 uh, combined? I think you will always. I know that ACC has started to move its games to Friday nights. Do but it. you know who hasn't been there on Friday nights? You haven't had Clemson. You haven't had Florida State. You haven't had any of these coaching staffs that are always interested in being somewhere else on Friday night besides their own sideline. I understand, but that's all right. There, we have other teams. Boston College can play a lot of Friday nights. Duke's played some Friday nights. Syracuse plays some, right? Those great Friday night options. At, exactly. All right, Chip Patterson, you're also a great Friday night option. I don't know what that means. Uh, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week, uh, and I'll see you at the Canes game soon. Sounds good. Y'all be well. All right, Chip Patterson, Cover Three Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.